Caution. It is vitally important not to make connections. When you see the shots of rubble from Joplin, Missouri, you should not wonder, is this somehow related to the tornado outbreak three weeks before it in Tuscaloosa, Alabama? Or the enormous outbreak a couple weeks before that, which together comprised the most active April for tornadoes in U.S. history? No, that doesn't mean anything. It is far better to think of these as isolated, unpredictable, discrete events. It is not advisable to try to connect them in your mind with, say, the fires burning across Texas. Fires that have burned more of America at this point this year than any wildfires have in previous years. Texas and adjoining parts of Oklahoma and New Mexico are drier than they've ever been. The drought is worse than that of the Dust Bowl, but do not wonder if they're somehow connected. If you did wonder, you see, you would also have to wonder about whether this year's record snowfalls and rainfalls across the Midwest, resulting in record flooding along the Mississippi, could somehow be related. And then you might find your thoughts wandering to, oh, global warming, and to the fact that climatologists have been predicting for years that as we flood the atmosphere with carbon, we will also start both drying and flooding the planet, since warm air holds more water vapor than cold air. It's far smarter to repeat to yourself the comforting mantra that no single weather event can ever be directly tied to climate change. There have been tornadoes before, and floods. That's the important thing. Just be careful to make sure you don't let yourself wonder why all of these record-breaking events are happening in such proximity. That is, why there have been unprecedented mega-floods in Australia, New Zealand, and Pakistan in the past year. Why it's just now that the Arctic has melted for the first time in thousands of years. No, better to focus on the immediate causalities. Watch the videotape from the store cameras as the shells are blown over. Look at the news anchor man standing in his waders in the rising river as the water approaches his chest. Because if you asked yourself what it meant that the Amazon has just come through its second hundred year drought in the past five years, or that the pine forests across the western part of this continent have been obliterated by a beetle in the past decade, well, you might have to ask yourself other questions, such as, should President Obama really have just opened a huge swath of Wyoming to new coal mining? Should Secretary of State Hillary Clinton sign a permit this year allowing a huge new pipeline to carry oil from the tar sands of Alberta? You might also have to ask yourself, do we have a bigger problem than $4 a gallon gasoline? Better to join with the U.S. House of Representatives, which voted 240 to 184 this spring to defeat a resolution simply saying that climate change is occurring is caused largely by human activities and poses significant risks for public health and welfare. Propose your own physics, or ignore physics altogether. Just don't start asking yourself whether there might be some relation among last year's failed grain harvest from the Russian heat wave and Queensland's failed harvest from its record flood and France's and Germany's current drought-related crop failures and the death of the winter wheat crop in Texas and the inability of Midwestern farmers to get corn planted in their sodden fields. Surely the record food prices are just freak outliers, not signs of anything systemic. It's very important to stay calm. If you got upset about any of this, you might forget how important it is not to disrupt the record profits of our fossil fuel companies. If worst ever did come to worst, it's reassuring to remember what the U.S. Chamber of Commerce told the Environmental Protection Agency in a recent filing. That there's no need to worry because, quote, populations can acclimatize to warmer climates via a range of behavioral, physiological, and technological adaptations, unquote. I'm sure that's what the residents of Joplin are telling themselves today.
Are you ready for the end of the world? Are you ready for the end of the world as we know it? Let's bring back the circle again, the circle of friends, the circle of family, the circle of being. Wake up! Yeah. Get a good, stre- get a good stretch in there. Wake up! And be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Are we doing good things? I think so. I hope so. That's the plan anyway. Let's talk about what you just played. Yeah, that was. Uh, those were the words of Bill McKibben. Uh, Bill McKibben published a op-ed in the Washington Post uh, last month. It's about the connection between climate change and recent extreme weather events. Extreme weather events. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't noticed any of those. Yeah, I didn't notice anything like I that. I think what I'm is... settled in my bunker and not paying attention. <laughs> yeah, in the bunker, locked in. You don't know what's happening, uh, and that's. Uh, now, we, there's no way to share video over the radio, but uh, there was a video produced uh, based on the, those words as well. Uh, if you sign up for our newsletter, uh, you can get the video to that. Or you can look on YouTube for Bill McKibben Climate Change. It'll probably come up. Don't tell them other places. <laughs> we want them to just... Yeah, we want them to exclusive, exclusive on our newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's, they combine that with footage related to what he's talking about, too, in this video. So if you thought it was intense just listening to the audio, wait till you see the video version. And our newsletter sign-up is info at yourcommunityspirit.org. Yeah, and raises some important questions there. You know, these, these extreme weather events, they seem isolated, but they also seem to be part of a pattern. Yeah, I, last weekend I went to the Midwest Renewable Energy Fair, at the, you know, the largest one for educational and do-it-yourselfers in the world. And there was definitely extreme weather. I mean... Um, one day it was just completely hot, and then the other day it was completely raining, and then the third day it was very cold. You know, it was just like, it just flipped. I think, I want to say it was in the 90s the first day, and then the last day was like in the 60s. Uh, yeah. Now, um, so. Yeah, and weather extremes are related to climate change. It's I like the analogy someone made to like, uh, for example, getting cancer from uh, smoking. That any one instance, you may not be positive that that's what caused it, but there's plenty of research showing that smoking causes cancer. It's similar with extreme weather events. Any one particular storm, you can't be positive it was climate change, but when you keep getting all these extreme storms and all these droughts, and it, it's clearly a pattern. Well, I mean, all climate change really means is you still get the same weather pattern. It's just each time you do, it's extreme. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, some people, nowadays, everybody are into extreme. Yeah. yeah. We had our extreme sports, you know, now we got extreme weather. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, um, we've been extreme with nature, and nature is now saying, okay, <laughs> let's see if you can handle this. Yeah. So, this is how you want to play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, someone's going to have to get our newsletter just to see that picture. <laughs> yeah. There's this wonderful picture. I don't know how... how I want to see you try to describe that. Yeah, okay, yeah. So this picture, it's from a coloring book, and it's got this, uh, you, you'd think it was the most uh, environmentally friendly activity in the world that they're describing. It's got a, a sunshine and a rainbow and all these trees and a little deer and uh, I think a hawk or an eagle flying over it all. And there's this little little drill in there that's th- it's just sort of tucked away behind some trees. That's supposed. That's what that is? I think that's supposed to be a drill. It's some sort of device. Like an oil drilling rig? yeah. Like because it's uh, what basically what this is a color book. It looks like a Native American totem pole. <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. It looks like kind of a person or a totem pole. It's just this this oblong thing with these arms sticking out. 
It looks like it fits in there naturally in the landscape. There's even some smiling uh, daisies, I think those are. Yes. So they this, are smiling. Yeah. So it's a kid's coloring book. It must be about something environmental, right? Uh, well, it's actually about fracking. It's a drilling company's coloring book that sells fracking to kids. Kids, are you worried about natural gas companies pumping mysterious chemicals into the rocks near your house? Come on, kids aren't worried about that. They don't worry about that. They're leaking methane gas, poisoning cattle, making your water flammable. Uh, well, don't be worried about that. Coloring book from Talisman Energy says everything will be fine, and afterwards there will be deer and rainbows. <laughs> now, actually, this is the sort of stuff you could you could hardly even make up as a spoof. Uh, it's uh, written in Comic Sans fonts, and it's narrated by Terry the Fracosaurus, <laughs> a hardhead-wearing dinosaur. He, oh, lo- yeah. he, he does look kind of like a fraggle. Uh, and uh, it's, he's sa- basically saying that natural gas is one of the cleanest, safest, and most useful of all energy sources. Uh, surprise, surprise, uh, some environmentalists I, are I not actually, happy with this. I actually <laughs> agree with him. I mean, he, the most abundant, cleanest burning fossil fuel, but mm-hmm. fossil fuel. Yeah, <laughs> and the process of you know getting it out of the ground is very traumatic and dirty. Yeah, but you know it is the cleanest burning fossil fuel. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> you know the rest of it is not. So. Yeah. Let's see. How about? So to sum it up, coal company sponsored site with kids game and door the explorer inhalers. Hoax. Yeah, that Which, one was a hoax. We actually talked about that. Yeah, one that was before. that was <laughs> like. Um, a fake website with Door the Explorer ha- yeah. inhalers, you know. That was by the Yes Men. <laughs> yeah. And the natural gas company-sponsored coloring book with dinosaur explaining fracking? Real. <laughs> yeah. So you have to really watch it. I mean, you know. Yeah. Nowadays, if you be sarcastic, you, you don't, you could be telling the truth. Yeah. I like the line they've got here. Irony is truly, de- truly is dead. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, so, like I say, this looks like something ironic, like something the Yes Men would do in this comic book. But it's real. It's real. <laughs> well, it's, it's sort of a myth, you know, it's sort of saying things that aren't real, but the comic book itself is real. Yeah. Water. One day, we'll water plants with our pee in public restrooms. <laughs> Everyone remem- everybody remembers that deathless scene from Waterworld where Kevin Costner pees into a jug, filters it, drinks some, then spits out the rest onto a plant. Everyone remembers it, I said. Right? <laughs> You know, yeah. you remember it? <laughs> I gotta remember it. Actually. I don't remember it at all. Yeah, I saw Waterworld. I was sorry to stay awake for that movie. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, there was so many. I mean, the part the part that I always make jokes about. It's so far in the future that he's mutated gills, mm. oh, yet yeah. a battery still works. <laughs> yeah, he like runs his sailboat off a battery. I'm like, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't get a battery to work like three years. Yeah, it's a pretty good battery. <laughs> yeah, it's Must like, have been a battery commercial. <laughs> so. Well, soon it might be a reality to water plants with pee. Yeah. Well, I actually do it myself just uh-huh. by going outside and peeing. You yeah, know. you can go outside and do that, but this could happen in urban environments. In, yeah, in public restrooms. For now, at least, we'll n- still not be drinking processed urine on a societal level anyway. What do you do on your time is your own business. But one ingenious conservation junkie has come up with a urinal design that filters pee in order to water plants. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's got a picture of it here in the story. It's it's you know this round thing with all the different urinals on the side of it, and then the top is all this greenery. Yeah, it's just like a, a circle urinal with like five urinals around it, and then right in the middle, growing out of the urinal, is 
plants. Yeah, and the water gets filtered up too a little bit through like uh, charcoal and limestone. Yeah, I think I think most people's urine nowadays is kind of toxic. Uh, yeah, mean, you got to protect the plant from all the toxic stuff <laughs> you got in your urine. Well, I mean, urine is the process of eliminating your toxicities. Yeah. So our society, we're pretty toxic right now. Yeah. I mean, toxic assets, just toxic, just yeah. oozing out of <laughs> our pores, right? And I mean, or oozing in. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have to filter it. Otherwise, your plants are going to go, <coughs> <coughs> well, they'll probably just shrivel up and yeah, die. Yeah, they'll probably just pee on you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you'll be like. Um, it looks very green, though. It looks very nice. And this was actually what people used to do. They'd put, you know, the, the what's the old joke? What's a walnut's on the wall, a beechnut's on the beach, what's under the bed? A pecan. <laughs> and so people would pee in the pecan, yeah. and then you would take that out, and you would in the morning, and you would water the plants. Yeah, you know, sporadically, because if you put too much, it'll pee back on you. Yeah. <laughs> so restaurants could grow vegetables in the urinals. One blogger su- suggested very efficient, especially if you're interested in never selling any more vegetable <laughs> dishes. Yeah. <laughs> but I choose plants that smelled really, really good to ward off, you know, that gross bathroom smell and limit the need to spray chemicals like Lysol all over the place. Yeah. But once you filter it, I mean, you're taking out that, what is it? I just forgot what the smell is. Yeah, but I like the urine, like the... Uh, the urine smell. Yeah. That's, <laughs> it's like our urinals, non-urine smell. Yeah, the ammonia. <laughs> there you go. So... Well, ammonia is re- that's what they actually have in fertilizer to to fertilize plants. Yeah, yeah. Like, so it actually makes a lot of sense using the urine in this way. You know, just if you could take the smell out, I guess. But mm-hmm. that's the thing is, we try to sterilize everything in our society. It's like we don't put, you know, we don't put. I can't. Can I say it? I don't know. Uh-huh. We put manure on plants. Yeah. <laughs> but once it's processed and no longer smells like urine. Um, urine manure yeah so yeah well people don't realize you know because we live in a society where you sort of put stuff in the toilet and you flush it away people don't realize that there are natural processes to deal with uh, uh human waste and other wastes here's a natural process did you know that it's the beginning of summer i did i remember that it happened a couple days ago have you gone swimming yet no i haven't yeah well if you don't go swimming summer's not going to continue yeah <laughs> it's just a natural fact if you don't go swimming within the first week of summer starting summer just withers up and goes away and yeah it goes away and winter comes back yeah i mean we never really had spring because nobody did what is the you know the spring ritual where people go have sex in the on yeah the fields. out in the fields yeah we forgot to do that so yeah didn't have spring yeah, yeah. so you know <laughs> please please people go swimming so we'll have summer yeah yeah so um we are about halfway through the year. Yeah, we are. Yeah. 175th day of the year today. Uh, 190 days left in the year. So we were, we're surviving. Did, we made you, it almost Did you halfway. actually count? Uh, <laughs> no, actually, I, I had it from last week, so I added seven. I didn't actually. There's a calendar I look on if I haven't done it in a while. But, uh, yeah. So. Sitting there and counting all the days would be a little longer. Today is take your dog to work day. Today is the 24th of June. Yes. Yeah, so. Has been all day. Yeah, July is coming right up around the corner. So get your swimming in before it's another month. Yeah. So. Um, it's nice to show your dog uh, what your workplace is like. <laughs> it's also celebration of the senses day today. Get to celebrate all the senses and enjoy. Uh, I got one nose clogged up, so I'll have to figure out how to <laughs> clear that out so I can smell. Yeah, how many noses have you got? 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> you caught that, did you? I did. No flies on me. Uh, okay, Saturday is the Great American Backyard Campout. So you can camp out in your backyard or somebody else's backyard, hopefully if you have permission. <laughs> uh, it's also the birthday of George Orwell, the writer. I was actually just reading quotes from 1984. Uh, he had a lot of important stuff to say, George Orwell. And t- tomorrow is the anniversary of the Battle of the Little Bighorn. So, Sunday, America's Kids Day. The kids get their own day, uh, in America at least. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I wonder what we could do on Sunday to make it. Go swimming. <laughs> yeah, go swimming with the kids. <laughs> um, Sunday is also Descendants Day and Log Cabin Day and the UN International Day Against Drug Abuse and Illicit Trafficking. So you can do, you know, licit. Is that a word even? Uh, illicit trafficking. <laughs> you can do legal trafficking. Yeah. But the UN says, you know, on that day, no illicit trafficking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's also on Sunday the UN International Day in support of victims of torture. Yeah. And I'm not making a joke. Yeah. Yeah, about that one. Yeah, that's not one of the funny ones. But, uh, yeah. Makes us still time to reflect on our country's policies related to such things. Now we can joke about that. <laughs> yes, uh, coming up on Monday, uh, Decide to be Married Day. And National HIV Testing Day. Yes. So, like, you might decide to not get married if you find out one of you hasn't, the other doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, no, you can still do that, but there's, there's means to protect yourself. Uh, but, yeah, it is very important, uh, HIV testing. And then... It, Monday is also please take my children to work day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like that plan. <laughs> just like. I also like decide to be married day and please take my children to work day. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, like, well, that would be good. You know, please take my children to work day so yeah. I can go get married. Yeah. So I could go get married so you can see what it's like to have kids. Or, you know, national HIV test. You know, you could take my children to work day. I'll go get an HIV test. I think you have, you, you're required to take, uh, some kind of test before you get married, don't you? I don't know. They I, used to require that. I remember hearing talk about that. It's it's certainly a good idea just to be honest with your partner about what you've got going on. Yeah. All right, so some other stuff. Uh, on Monday, Captain Kangaroo's birthday. Uh, and also the Happy Birthday to You song. Huh. I wonder if he invented it. So. Huh. Yeah, I wonder if he did, actually. Probably, I don't know. Yeah. I know somebody owns the rights to it now. Uh I really? don't remember who. Yes, yeah, on Disney, I think some. What? Yeah, you gotta if you want to use it in a movie or anything, you gotta pay Disney like a lot of money. And you know that's recognized. The tune, yeah, is recognized all over the world. Oh yeah, it is. I mean, I've heard "Happy Birthday" sung in like four different languages, and the tune is exactly the yeah, same like tune. Feliz cumpleaños, Ati. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> international. <laughs> yeah. Monday is the anniversary of the Industrial Workers of the World. It was founded on Monday yeah. back in the day. That's a very important one, too. They had the idea of one big union trying to get all workers united together, working for workers' rights. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, s- solar p- solar people don't really have a union, so that's pretty much the only union people. Otherwise, we have... Um, IPP, uh, Independent Power Producers. Mm-hmm. And it's a non-profit. You become a member and they, what do you call it, um, lobby for, you know, renewable energy stuff. Yeah. Know, so. All right, let's see. Uh, Tuesday, we've got the birthday of Mel Brooks and uh, Gilda Radner, two uh, comedians, uh, actor, and Mel Brooks director, producer, 
Uh, let's see. It's also the anniversary of the Stonewall Riots. And uh, National Columnist Day. What is Monday Holiday Law? I don't it's know. An anniversary anniversary of, of the Monday Holiday Law. I'm not sure. Do we have any listeners who listen and can help us? Yeah. I don't know. If you know what the Monday Holiday Law is, you can email us. Okay. Uh, treesong at treesong.org. Let's see. On Thursday, leap second adjustment time. <laughs> Just adjust one second. Yeah. <laughs> National Bump Pop Day. Thursday is also National Handshake Day. So, yeah. how about that? Hmm. Yeah, so, go on shaking people's hands on Thursday. And it's really hard. I, on a leap, leap day, you can change your calendar. And on, a, on daylight savings time, you can change the clock an hour. It's really hard, though, changing your clock that one second just to be sure it's accurate. <laughs> it's like, click, dang, I'm one second behind. Yeah. Dang, I'm one second ahead. Dang, I'm five seconds ahead. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things people often don't realize about our calendar is that it is slightly off from, you know, the, the Earth doesn't go around the, the sun in exactly 365 days. Why so. not? Come on. You know, we, we manage everything else. Why can't we manage the Earth's spin? <laughs> yeah, maybe someday. No, do not say that. <laughs> Messing with nature. Yeah, that worries me a little bit, that thought. So, All right. Happenings. Yes. Should we... Should we do a little musical interlude. Yeah, let's break do a musical interlude. Are we ready for the happenings in this town? Are we ready for things to happen in Southern Illinois. I heard this is a happening town. I have too, and I've been pretty busy, so it seems like it is a happening town. Now, I just heard some late breaking news. Mananya is going to cook Thai tonight. Oh wow! Yeah, that's for, exciting. Yeah, Mamiya, she's going to cook Thai for rice and spice for the international slow food dinner tonight. Yeah. I don't know if you know, every Friday there's International Slow Food Dinner, and the, the CSA, you know, CSA? Yeah. Community, Community Supported Agriculture. Yeah, so the farmer delivers veggies every week. So there's a lot of veggies already. And so every Thursday there's the InterVeg Dinner, and every Friday there's International Slow Food Dinner. And during the summer we usually don't have guest cooks. Everybody just comes together and cooks just phenomenal hmm. dinner. But tonight... It's going to be Thai. Yes, tonight we have a special guest, and we will have a guest cook. Yeah, at uh-huh. Gaia House Interface Center. Yes, they're at 913 South Illinois here in Carbondale. And it's a good time. I actually went last week, and I'm probably going to make it this week, too. All right. So you're going to skip out on these fr- on the Friday uh-huh. night fair, or are you going to do uh-huh. a double party Friday night? Yeah, I don't know. It's always hard. You know, there's, that's one of the uh, good things about uh, Southern Illinois is there's all these choices of what to do, all these fun things. So I might miss out on... Uh, Friday Night Fair, but I might make it there for the end. We'll see. Every Friday, there's the International Slow Food Dinner and the Friday Night Fair, (laughs) both from 6 to 9 p.m. Yeah. But they're only like five blocks apart. Yeah, they are. And I walk those five blocks a lot. (laughs) Yeah, so one's at the south end of the strip and one's at the north end of the strip. South side, north side. (laughs) (laughs) So the Friday Night Fairs are actually pretty popular now. I mean, you see... Music and you see food vendors and you see um, vegetable vendors and yeah. you see arts and crafts vendors and you see kids. There's a whole kids area. Yeah, I've been really glad to see it catch on. You know, the first one happens and you're like, you know, oh, this is fun. I wonder if this is going to catch on. And people had such a good time that they kept coming back. Yeah, and it's 26 weeks, so it's like literally half the year. Yeah. You know, all, from spring through the fall, every Friday. So yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah. So. 
Oh, and they're having their musical performance for today is Blue Plate Specials. So in addition to all of the, uh, the free information out there and all the stuff with booths that has, like, local crafts and such, you get to hear some free music. All right. So. Anything else going on this weekend, or is, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> That's not it. Every Saturday from 8 until noon, we have the Farmer's Market. Lots of vegetables, and they if you don't have to pick up your coffee anymore, they actually have a vendor now providing coffee. Yeah. I'm trying to convince them to do tea, too. You know? <laughs> I mean, just, it's hot water. Come on. Yeah. But, you know, incremental steps. So, yeah, yeah you can, for all the people who have a hard time, what is it, moving yeah. in the morning, <laughs> you can now have a goal. Farmer's Market, it yeah. has coffee. I don't have to make coffee at home. Just go yeah. to the Farmer's Market. If hey. I can just survive the trip there, I get my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really a coffee drinker, but for those who are, it's a big uh, advancement. And this Saturday, there's a special. Yeah, there's a special event there this Saturday. Grilling locally. Chefs from Southern Illinois University Carbonales and University Housing will be serving up specially prepared, homegrown Southern Illinois vegetables during the Farmer's Market uh, this Saturday. Uh, it's over by the West Town Mall parking lots on the west side of town, just west of Murdale. And uh, Chef Bill is going to be there. I, I know Chef Bill. Uh, Chef Bill Connors and Chef Phil Reed. An assortment of locally grown veggies prepared in various ways. You can even, even sample it hot off the grill. It's uh, free and lo- uh, free and open to the public event. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, uh, I know he's a, he's a good cook. I remember one year th- not knowing about it and showing up, and I was like... The farmer's market smells like cooked vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you went over there and he was grilling all these vegetables, like, you know, basically got them from the farmers right there and then grilled them. So the farmers picked them. Yeah. He grilled them and I ate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's one of the most magical food experiences you can have. All the good things about food. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Yeah. Also on Saturday from 10 to 12 a.m., Junior Naturalist of Cash River. This program was rescheduled for May 14th, in case you remember. Yeah. Everything was flooded. Yeah, you might remember that. There were one or two events that we mentioned, and then we said, that, oh, they're not happening. Because they did say in the description, luckily, like, depending on rain, this event's going to happen. And, well, <laughs> and I mean, rained. all of Cairo area was <laughs> Got uh, flooded. You know, underwater. So. Yeah. Um, but now it's happening. It's yeah. happening on Saturday. On Saturday at the Cache River Wetland Center. This is three miles south of Cypress, Illinois. Basically, uh, all future naturalists are invited to explore the ecology and history of the Cache River wetlands through fun stuff, art, interpretation, scientific research, and simply getting out into the wild. Mm. All right. And they, all the youngsters can become a certified Cache River junior naturalist with the certificates and a wetlands yeah. patch. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. <laughs> you want to do that. Yeah. How young do you have to be to be a junior naturalist? <laughs> yeah, I wish I could be a kid again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it reminds me of what I was saying the other week about uh, how I wish I'd learned yoga sooner. I wish when I'd been a little kid I could have, you know, gone out on the Cache River and learned about the wetlands and got my certificate and wetlands patch. You still can get in touch with your... Oh, yeah. I mean... I could still learn all that stuff. It'd be nice to get a head start like some of these kids can through this event. They do have other nonprofits that take adults out and do the same thing. Oh, well, yeah. even more so, there's a Native American nonprofit that they take you out there and teach you how to, you know, scavenge for, um, you know, wild plants and how to basically in the wetlands on a canoe, yeah. how to eat and live. Yeah, and, and isn't that uh, Trails of Awareness? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good program. So, also on Saturdays, 
at noon, Town Square Pavilion, corner of Illinois and Maine, the Vigil for Peace. They've been doing peace work for a long time. Yeah. So, the power of peace is still here. Yes, peace is still with us. <laughs> All right, we've got another happening here, the uh, Trash Bash. Uh, now, this is this is fun. I was actually... Who are you calling trash? Who are you <laughs> going to bash? Yeah, going to bash some trash. <laughs> Uh, so we're, go- we're looking for some heroes to participate in the cleanup of the beautiful Cedar Bluff Annex of Ferncliff State Park. And it would be more beautiful without trash. Oh, yeah. I, I was just there recently. It was a really beautiful place. Uh, I like going there whenever I can. And there was, unfortunately, some trash. I picked up a little bit just uh, while I was hiking with a friend and looked a little bit nicer, but there was more trash there. There's, so it's heroes can come and pick up that trash. Uh, the people are going to rendezvous at noon on Saturday at the uh, Murdale Shopping Center sign on the west side of Carbondale. Or you can meet up at 1230 in front of the former Walmart parking lot in Marion. Uh, they advise you to wear sturdy shoes and long pants. Uh, the long pants are to help keep out any ticks and help, you know, uh, keep your legs dry and not cut up by any brush. It doesn't say that. You're just editorializing. Oh, I'm editorializing. <laughs> my experience in the woods. You know, even... And it's actually going to be... Uh, from what I've heard, it's going to be fairly nice out, so it won't be too bad wearing long pants. But yeah. sometimes, even if it's in the 90s, you know, if I'm going to go out there way out into the brush, I'll have long pants just to uh, protect those legs. But uh, you can bring gloves, a sack lunch, and a water bottle. They will be providing cold drinks, though. Uh, get to go out there, clean up some trash, and get some cold drinks. And if you want, you can meet them at 4 p.m. for the Bring Your Own Basket Picnic at the Hillside Shelter in Ferncliff State Park. So for more info on that, you can call 618-684-5643. You can call them to sign up and make sure they get you when they come for the, the rendezvous. And this Sponsored is, yeah. by Shawnee Group Sierra Club. They do all sorts of good stuff out there. All right. And I forgot to talk about... The fact that I'm going to teach a beginning solar knowledge class tomorrow at Johnny Logan. So if you want to learn about solar, um, please contact me, 618-893-1717, or just show up. Um, It's at Johnny Logan. Yes. (laughs) Your opportunity to learn about solar. Yeah. So um, that's about it. Yeah. I think we covered everything. (laughs) What is it? You have a couple more days to go swimming. Yeah, we got to go swimming to keep summer here. Yeah, you want to keep that summer going. Summertime, summertime, some, some, summertime, summertime. So you did have a summer song. I was yeah. asking you earlier. I've got it in my head. I don't have it on the computer right now. Oh, well, put your head in the computer. <laughs> so I do too much of that already. And I want to congratulate you on your Kickstarter campaign for your new book. Oh, yeah, thank you. And yeah. Thank you to you and to everyone else who uh, contributed and uh, participated. Uh, gonna have a book uh, called Change, an urban fantasy novel about climate change, coming out as soon as I can get it finished up and printed and such. Yeah, where can people find more information about change? Yeah, they can go to treesong.org/change. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, go swimming. Yes. <laughs> Enjoy the weather. Enjoy the weekend and the week.